The opinions stated in this podcast do not reflect the opinions of the Alestal as a whole. Welcome back to the Alestal After Hours. I'm Hannah Ledford, and with me today I have... Dylan Hembro. And Madison Sample. You didn't say your position. Oh. Editor-in-chief. <laughs> you have to. Well, uh, Chloe didn't last time, but Chloe Chloe does what Chloe wants to, so. True. Uh, Madison <laughs> is pretty new with us. I think we started around the same time. Yeah. Yeah. How's that been going for you so far? Um, it's been good. I was abroad for most of the summer, so I was a bit busy and I didn't do as much as I wanted to. But now that I'm back, I'm getting into the flow of things and I'm having a really good time. Cool. You did help copy edit. That was I really did. helpful. <laughs> Where were you abroad? I was in Guatemala for a month. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was making a documentary. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. What Wait, was it really? about? Um, it was about mealworms um, because like in Guatemala, they don't have enough like nutrition sources for kids. And so mealworms are a really sustainable and easy thing for them to farm. Um, but it's still really taboo. So there's a group that's trying to like normalize it. And it can also be like um, female empowerment because it's a business that women can do in a traditionally masculine society. That's cool. Wow. So is it taboo because they're worms or is there like an underlying cultural okay, thing? Okay, so they used to eat mealworms like all the time. Uh, not mealworms particularly, but like culturally like Mayans ate bugs. But um, they've been emulating like Western culture because they think mm. like we're really cool and they want to be like us. And so they want to eat super processed foods and fast food and stuff like that because that's what they see Americans eating. Um, so they're moving away from their traditional Mayan diet. Um, but they're also with climate change, there's a ton of crop failure. So then they can't really eat chicken and stuff like that because like the animals aren't thriving um, with drought and then a really bad monsoon kind of like rain. So they just don't want to eat it basically because Americans don't want to eat it. So hmm. the problem really originates from Western society's issue with eating <laughs> bugs. You, you could say that about a lot of, a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> America paving the way again. Yeah. Um, well, this episode is going to be about advice for incoming freshmen or just incoming students. My All my advice is kind of like self-realization, like trying to figure out what your purpose in life and how difficult that is to do in college. Who wants to go first? I can go first. Yeah, go for it. Um, basically, okay, whenever I started college, I wasn't sure like what I was really good at. So I kind of just picked mass communications because I was like interested in it. And I ended up being like kind of good at it, I guess. I mean, I've gotten all A's and stuff and I like really enjoy the classes and stuff. So I would say like when you're picking your major, pick something that you're interested in that you're also good at because I feel like a lot of people when they pick their major they kind of want to go for like what's going to make the most money where like people will be like I'm going to do engineering because you can make so much money which like you can but also you have to want to do engineering because yeah. like that's a tough curriculum that's like those classes are so hard and it's so much work and I feel like not everyone realizes that whenever they want to get into it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I've kind of had n really not the same thing at all. But okay. um, <laughs> so I'm a pharmacy major, not journalism related whatsoever, although I would like to do like freelancing when I graduate. But I, I like tell people, yeah, I'm a pharmacy major. And their responses are either what are you doing in charge of a paper or um, especially the conventions we go to or oh, wow, you're going to make a lot of money. And I'm like, mm -hmm. well, yeah, but that's not why I'm doing it. Like, right. I, I want my current goal and what's been my goal for a while, so maybe I'll stick with it, is uh, psychiatric pharmacy. So when I came in, so I'm a senior. This is my last mm -hmm. year here. Um, I came to SAUE kind of on a fluke. Like, I got a full ride here, um, but it was the last college I had applied for, the last one that, like, sent me, like, my acceptance with the scholarship. So I didn't think I was going to come here. I had only been here once. I'm from Indianapolis originally, so about five hours away. Um, and so I kind of came here and I didn't know anyone. Uh, no one from my high school has ever gone to this college. Like, this was really just me going out and trying to make something, purely because in this economy, I mean, who could afford college? So <laughs> thank you, SIUE. But um, 
No, so I came here and I was really fascinated with political science. I thought that's what I was going to end up doing. Um, I am still double majoring in political science, but I, um, my mom was like, Madison, don't just get a political science degree. Like, that's, that's really putting all your eggs in one basket. And I was like, no, mom, it's fine. But so I ended up tagging along mass communications with it. I had never taken a journalism course. I had never been really interested in journalism. Um, and I ended up just starting to write. And I realized I really love writing. And then I worked for a podcast for an IRCA project. And I slowly just throughout my freshman year kind of found my footing. And it really wasn't until I think my junior year that I really got into like all my mass communications courses. And I really thought, okay, this is something I can definitely do. Because I think up until that point, I think when you're studying social sciences, it can be kind of scary because you don't have a clear path like pharmacy. When you major in pharmacy, you're going to go to pharmacy school and then you're going to become a pharmacist. <laughs> like it's a pretty direct path. Same thing with like a lot of the STEM fields. But with social sciences, there's so much you can do with the degree. Um, and it's kind of scary because it feels like, oh, my God, I don't have a direct path after college. Mm-hmm. So really use the time of college to figure out what you want to do with your degree because there's so much so yeah. I think like talking to professors and taking a variety of classes and getting internships and stuff has been so important in my journey to discover really what I want to do for a living and I still don't know 100% but I think that's what's awesome with social science degrees is that you can kind of just like you don't have to do the same thing your whole life you can you know work for a newspaper then you could go and you could work for PR you can just do a little bit of everything and if you have ADHD like me like (laughs) I get bored so easily so I think that's something that I've come into with my years here at SIUB and with that too even with just any one degree you're never gonna stop finding out new things that you can do with that degree so like people think of pharmacists as you know the people that work at Walgreens but like even with one one degree like a PharmD you can do so many different things with that you can go into poison control you can go into psychiatric pharmacy which is what I want to do um you can go into oncology um I think there's ICU pharmacy and there's like a hundred different specializations and every degree is like that yeah so you're never gonna like when I I came here um for like a pharmacy school open house kind of thing couple years ago and they actually led their presentation with that and I was like oh my god there's so many things I could do and it kind of scared me like like you said there's so many different things I could do and then I was like well what's one thing that I like feel like I know something about and would enjoy doing is mental health so I don't have schizophrenia personally I don't have any family members that do but I have struggled a lot with anxiety and depression so it's, it's kind of like a foot in the door with mental health. Um, yeah. yeah, that that kind of leads into my my advice if, if we're good with that. Sure. Okay. So when I was in high school, I didn't really have any friends. Um, <laughs> uh, it was I went to a place uh, called Williamsville. I graduated with 105 kids. I had been there long enough. I started going there in fifth grade. I'd been there long enough that um, I'd made friends with people. And then, you know, just because I'd been there for eight years, eventually bridges get burned and people get jealous and, you know, small town mindset. It's it's really hard to break out of that. So um, and then my best friend also died at the end of eighth grade. So that didn't help. Um, So my friend group kind of went all over the place at the very beginning of high school. And I had really one friend throughout high school. He goes to Mizzou now. Um, So I was kind of lost for a lot of high school and I was really ready to go to college and one of the things that I wanted to focus on when I got into college was making new friends so I kind of took what I could get um <laughs> and don't do that because I don't really talk to any of those people anymore so that that group is gone and then I had my job at the Alestal and I was starting to get to know people um I had a an event in St. Louis that I was supposed to cover and this was October. I'd never driven into St. Louis on my own before, and it was really scary. It is. So I was like, hey, Gabe, our managing editor at the time, you want to come with me? You want to drive me? So <laughs> so he did. Um, and I made a miscalculation. Um, I thought the event started at 12. It started at 4.30. Um, so mm-hmm. we were like, well, shoot, we have four and a half hours <laughs> to do whatever. So um, he was like, here, I'll take you to this restaurant that Chuck Berry used to go to all the time. Um, and... Uh, he took me to Vintage Vinyl for the first time, 
that was really fun. And I had a really good experience with him. So that's where his and my friendship started. And then um, Bruce, our current managing editor, he and I were hired at the same time. So um, that's about when we started talking and becoming friends. So it kind of, what I said in the um, survival guide was your friendships will form organically. Don't try to force anything. After that, I, I became friends with a lot of the people on staff, and that's really where my friends are now, and I'm happy with that. Yeah. I think that's something that's so important because I came into college during COVID. So mm, I was a freshman during yeah. COVID. And so we had a much different experience than other people coming into SIUE. We had no orientation. We had no welcoming of anything. It was like you moved into your dorm, socially distanced. Everyone was wearing masks. Your parents were allowed in for like 10 seconds. You couldn't have guests in your dorm. If you, most people didn't have a roommate because their roommate backed out because they didn't have any in-person classes. And if you were me, you had a really garbage roommate. Um, That's part of my advice I'll get into. Um, And I feel that, like, I feel like we all kind of were bonded together. Like we need to be friends with this very small, select few people that are even here. Um, I was lucky and had a decent amount of in-person classes. And I met one of my really good friends, shout out Blake Seeley, uh, (laughs) into... (laughs) for mass communications courses and he's helped me get through a lot of mass communications of courses so big slay yeah uh but (laughs) become friends with people in your major Uh, no and so like i feel like i forced a lot of friendships because i was anxious and i was nervous and i had this idea of what college was supposed to be like i was supposed to be going out with all these friends but i didn't want to join a sorority because i I didn't want to pay for it yeah. and some stuff like, like that. <laughs> like, I felt like that was... During COVID, the only way for you to really meet people was if you joined a sorority or a fraternity, and that was not something I was interested in. And it also didn't help that I had a, a long-term partner, too, so it was like I wasn't going on dates or anything, so it was like I wasn't meeting people. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there was not a lot of clubs or anything. And so I think I just bonded together with a couple people that I shouldn't have. Well, it, it just... I mean, it worked at the time. And I appreciate that time I had with those people, but I'm happy that time is over. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And that I've been able to, I think my sophomore year, I met my best friend. And then I just started meeting people. I met a lot of great people through student government last year that I still talk to. Um, And I've just kind of gathered my little hodgepodge of friends that come over for parties at my little apartment. And we have little get togethers and my birthday party last year was Muppet themed and everyone <gasps> dressed up as a Muppet. I love that. And my birthday, my birthday's on Wednesday. So it'll be my 21st birthday. Oh, happy so, early birthday. <laughs> my birthday party this year after school starts is going to be Bluey themed. And so Aww. you got to find your people that'll do weird birthday parties with you. Yeah. Um, and once you find them, you get that sense of belonging. And I think it was so difficult for me to finally get to that point. And I just, if I could tell anything to my past self, it'd be like, it's going to happen. It's just like what you're saying, like, don't force things. And I wish I had known that sooner. I definitely feel like going into college, I was like, or I kept hearing that, like, if you don't make friends your first week, you're not going to. And I I was like, oh, my God. I met that week. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, I, like, have to make friends right now. And, like, I, I was a freshman like, we were all still wearing masks, but it wasn't really, like, was it COVID-regulated. 2021 that you came in? You're a year yeah. older than yeah. me, junior. right? So yeah. you're sophomore, you're junior, I'm senior. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's just, like, really hard to, like, connect with people when we're all wearing masks. And it's, like, weird, like, not social distancing. Did but you like, live in a rental? No. I okay. live at home. Yeah, because you're from Edwards. So that's yeah. another thing I think is yeah. so difficult is when you're not living in a res hall, I feel like from mm-hmm. people I've known, like they struggle too because to, it feels like you're only here for a certain amount of time Yeah, and then you go home. And then I just go home. Like I don't want to stick around or anything. Yeah. So you really so. have to get involved. Yeah, and I definitely didn't. <laughs> like Getting this job is the first like being involved on campus thing that I've done so far in college, which is probably not good, but oh well. It's never too late. Never too late. Never too late. That's, I think, another important thing to think about. Like, because even to people who are, like, not freshmen, they're sophomores or juniors. I didn't start thriving, I feel, until my junior year. Mm. I didn't find my place with my major. I didn't find my place with my friends. I think freshman year was just rough because of COVID. I think sophomore year was transitional. I was learning. I was, you know, getting involved and meeting people. And then junior year, I really, like, found my little niche of people and I got really into my major and, you know, studying and stuff like that. I got really interested because I think intro courses sometimes aren't the most 
engaging. Felt I that. Agree. There'll be times you're sitting and you're like, intro to mass comm lecture with like everyone wearing masks and you're mm-hmm. socially distanced, you're a freshman in 2020, and you're like, this is boring and yeah. I don't like this. Mass comm or like mask comm. That would have been great to end the podcast on. Oh, there you go. (laughs) No, and I found myself a lot of times, and I'm in honors, so I didn't have, like, a lot of, like, the, I don't know what they're called, general studies courses. Mm -hmm. Um, So luckily I didn't deal with that. But there were a lot of times I was sitting in these, like, intro honors classes, and I was like, this is so stupid. No offense to the honors program. I love you very much. Thank you for my scholarship. Uh, (laughs) But it was, I was like, this is stupid. This isn't helpful to my degree or something like that. But I look back, and I do think it was worth my time. I mean, was it my favorite thing? No. Will I probably use it in my life? Also probably no. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm happy I got through it, and then I was able to get to, like, the really interesting stuff. This is, like, kind of a random one, but it is super useful, is, like, the the Career Development Center. I've never used that in my life. I haven't it's either. It's super <laughs> useful. It, like, helped me so much, because I just had a friend graduate, and she had, like, a list like from the career development center, like somewhere she found a list of like what to do, like specifically step by step, like to be able to have a full time job after you graduate in your major. And they have it for like every single major and they had one for like media production. The list of like things you can do in college is like work for your campus radio station or like get involved in this way. And I like think that's so helpful because yeah. they have it for like a lot of different majors too. Yeah. Is that how you found the Alestal or is that did well, you Well, I knew of... about the Alestal. Um <laughs> I think I was just like randomly like on Grad Leaders one day, like looking at jobs and I was like I should find a campus job. And then I was like, wait, podcast producer, that's so interesting. I didn't realize we had that position open. I didn't either. Not really? <laughs> we haven't had we haven't had like a dedicated podcast producer in years. Yeah. Well, now you do. Yeah. So. Now we do. Yeah. And it's working great. I, um, for my journey, like, for coming to the Alestal my senior year, it was funny. It's like, should I have gotten involved with the Alestal sooner? Yeah. Did I, was I going to do it my sophomore year? Yeah. And then time just got kind of cut away from me. Yeah. And also I, like, at the time was, like, warned. Like, I was like, it's, the Alestal's kind of a mess this year. You got to hold off. <laughs> I kind of heard that too. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I'm scared now. I don't want to get involved in a mess. And now I feel like we've gotten our stuff together, it seems, hopefully knock on wood. Also, the Career Development Center, they do, I think they do in-person ones, but also they do fake interviews where you can practice, like, going to a job interview. I heard about that, yeah. And then they'll, like, give you tips after. And they also, like, help you with your resume. So, like, I mean, this is a podcast for, like, incoming freshmen, but also, like, just, (laughs) you know, any college student that needs help. Because I know I, like, need so much help and so much advice. But, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's never too early to start looking at that stuff, too. I mean, I'm weird in that I knew what I wanted to do coming into college, so. So I said I'd get into my roommate. I won't get too into details because I don't want to out this person. They no longer go here. And so I paired off with this individual. I thought we'd be fine, but I really made a poor decision using whatever the swipey Tinder for roommates app is. And so I feel like I should have just not had a roommate. (laughs) And that's what I ended up moving out of my dorm in October. Um, and I think that one thing I wish I could have told myself from August to October is that you kind of know what you're getting into. Like, if your roommate, the first week is insane. Um, give it some time, obviously, because housing, I work for housing, they are not going to help you the first week. They're going to tell you get over it, talk to your RA and stuff. Um, and changing roommates is a difficult process. And I was able to do it because it was COVID and there was, like, literally no one living in the dorm. So there was an open dorm for me to go move into. In a normal year, it's very difficult. And so I was very grateful to be able to get out of that situation. But if you got, if I had gotten stuck in that situation, I, I, I really feel like housing sometimes is not always the most helpful. And it's because there's so many people living with them and the RAs are so stressed and I get it. But also it's like very difficult. So if you feel like you're in a really bad situation come October, you're like, this is not good. Um, and you can't get out like I did. Um, Especially if you were in the situation I was where it was, like, dangerous living conditions, as much as I can say. Hmm. Um, housing will have to. So, if you feel trapped, that was, like, my biggest thing is I felt trapped. Don't feel trapped. There will be help. I know it's not easy to get the help because they're 
they really just want you to live with your roommate and not have any issues in the dream world. But if you're having really bad issues um, and it's not being resolved through talking to them or dealing with your RA, just go over the RA's head. Love RAs. I'm a DM. Just get take you know prioritize yourself. You have to live there mm-hmm. for the whole year. So don't force yourself to live somewhere that's making your mental health bad because then you're not going to do good at school. You're not going to get involved. So I think really living in a dorm is very difficult. Sharing space with somebody is very difficult. And if it's something that is going really, really bad for you, like, put yourself first a little bit. Yeah. Like, don't be a selfish jerk of a roommate. But at the same time, at the end of the day, you're probably not going to talk to your freshman roommate. Unless you have an... I feel like people have either the best roommate in the world or the worst roommate in the world. Mm-hmm. There's no... Or you don't talk to them. Yeah. Those are your three options. And so if you've got the best one, you're going to be besties with them for your whole life. If you have the worst one, you're not going to talk to them after that year. Uh, so definitely talk to your RA. Talk if their RA is not being helpful go to your community director uh, or your assistant community director in the building that are pro staff. And at that point, they will see that you're very serious about feeling issues and they will take you seriously. Mm-hmm. So that's my one advice for people living in housing because I think that's the number one issue freshmen have is roommate-related yeah. issues, um, which is reasonably so. Uh, and there's a lot of people in this world that you're not compatible with, <laughs> and that's okay. You don't have to be everyone's cup of tea. They don't have to be your cup of tea. Um, don't feel trapped. Seek help. Use your resources. Same thing. If you're having mental health issues related to, like, having a crappy roommate situation, counseling services. They're stretched thin, but they will help you, and a lot of things are changing this year in counseling services. They are uh, using new apps for, like, virtual therapy and stuff like that. Um, and hopefully counseling services will get a little bit more fine-tuned and easier to use. Um so take advantage of those resources. Use your counseling services. Um, use your RA. That's the, there to help you. Use your resources. And also, if you don't know what resources you have, not to like be like, I'm a DM, so I'm always like, go talk to your RA, because I don't want to. But your DMs and your RAs hopefully should be able to connect you with those resources. Yeah. I have a lot of personal experience with counseling services. Um, they really turned my life around for, the, good for the better. They are. And I got hooked up with a psychiatrist through them, um, which she helped me get properly medicated, which has been a lifesaver. <laughs> Medication game. Yes. Nice. Um, I love my Zola. Yeah. The very, um, <laughs> the very first week of college for me was rough. Oh, it was yeah. the yes. lowest point of my life, oh. aside from when my best friend died. Yeah. And they, they were actually pretty comparable, which wasn't good. Um, and I was just coming out of high school and I had no friends, well, less friends than Loneliness none. is the worst. It, is. it really is. And um, especially when you're in a new place. And yeah. that's how I felt, I think, with the roommate situation was I felt like I had nobody. My family was back in Indy. My partner was at the time going to a college in Indiana. I was out here on my own, like, during a pandemic. And I had this crap roommate, and I was so isolated, and I wish that I had gone to counseling services. Yeah, they, I, I did. Um, I was honest with them about a lot of the things that I was feeling, which I had not felt up to that point. But they were like, okay, well, we'll, we'll get you with a psychiatrist. Um, we'll have, uh, like, some therapy sessions with SIUE counselors, and then um, that, I don't, I don't remember why that didn't work out, but... Um, they had they scheduled a meeting for me to find someone in the area that would take my insurance and that was a really good experience too i had that therapist all the way through freshman year and um by the end i was like i think i'm good for a while i i don't i don't think i need to be in therapy necessarily right now which was a big yeah. step because i had been since senior the beginning of senior year i just i felt like i improved quite a bit i a lot more confident and a lot of this is partially due to my medication a lot of this is also due to my girlfriend. November seventh was another day that changed my life. Aww. Yeah, I I love I love we you, Ben. Have a Valentine's edition of this podcast where we just simp over our partners. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I could the do that. The simp edition. I love my boyfriend. <laughs> Put that on the calendar. Yeah, but um, Van and I also have a lot of the same issues, so we know how to help each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been really helpful as well. Um, and we've unfortunately had bad experiences with a lot of the same people at the very beginning of the year so does she go here as well she did no she i'm actually seeing her after this um oh but she has been a lifesaver just as much actually more than the medicine and yeah i don't know i wouldn't i wouldn't be in a good spot without her 
I really do think like finding your people, like either that be a best friend, your a significant other, anything like that can really turn things around. Because I think that mental health is something almost all of us deal with coming into college. Mm-hmm. And it's been not only because like it's a stressful situation, but also it's a chemically weird time because you're 18, 19, 20, 21. And that's the time that mental health disorders really start presenting themselves. Things like schizophrenia, things like bipolar, things like anxiety disorders. That's when like it just starts happening to you. And suddenly not only are you in an environment that is stressful, but you're having things going on in your brain that have never happened to you before. And that continues throughout college. Like I last year, finally found a psychiatrist to diagnose me with panic disorder and it is something I've been dealing with all of college and it just got worse and worse and worse and worse and I feel like if you can find the right help medically and you know socially earlier on it can save you a lot of heartache and a lot of stress Um, and also just having open conversations about mental health I think a lot of us come from small towns um not me i'm from a city but uh <laughs> 4600 people yeah so a lot of people <laughs> what is it indiana indiana i think is the 12th largest city in america indianapolis is so Sher- sherman is the third largest it city ain't... in sangamon county <laughs> 4600 people it ain't people. no flex like chicago but i am from a city uh but it's bigger than st louis but my freshman roommate one of our she, uh, they were from St. Louis, and that was something that also scared me. Is they made me eat Emo's pizza for the first time. Emo's pizza slander. Emo's is no, very bad. I've never like had Emo's. Emo's. I've you never don't, had Emo's. Oh, don't like don't it. waste your money on it. It was one of the first things I did at college. They were like, "We're gonna give you the St. Louis experience." So if you're coming from a place that isn't St. Louis and you've got a St. Louis roommate, prepare yourself. They're gonna try to feed you Emo's pizza. I paid for it. Waste of my money. Uh, if you work at Emo's Pizza, if you like Emo's Pizza, that's fine, but you're wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Casey's purist. I'll say, I'll say Casey's? that. Casey's? Oh, because you're from a small town. Yeah. Mm. In, in central Illinois. See, um, in Indiana, we got good pizza. We got Hot Box, which is so good. Hot Box. We eat nacho cheese on our breadsticks in Indiana. That sounds so good. That it's actually, delicious. Good. You it's know what? So uh, Springfield, Illinois has... that's horseshoe? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Madison knows horseshoes are so good. You've had it's got cheese on it. I like cheese, but I don't like whatever cheese they put on Emo's pizza, Proval or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, horseshoes. There's so they usually put white cheese on it. Sometimes they put like orange cheese on it. Isn't it like a cheese sauce? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I've had like one. It orange cheese just does not go well on horseshoes. Okay. But um, I you disagree. can. I think we should have a local foods edition disagree. of this podcast. I'm Sergeant from the Peppers? place it was it was invented. So. Oh, Sergeant <laughs> Pepper's has them. Yeah. Oh, I've never mm-hmm. been. I've really? always heard it's good. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it's that. So good. Is that it's kind of here? expensive? That should yeah, be our last like outing. We should have a family bonding event. That was a weird sidetrack from mental health, but yeah. uh, I think that was also part of like, yeah. my stress was like I was coming to a new place. And I think anytime you go to a new place, even if you're coming from Illinois or you're coming from St. Louis, like coming to a new town, learning how to drive here, learning like where the stores are and stuff like that. No, that's... really. I So I'm from an hour and a half drive away. I got down here. I'm like, oh, my God, this place has hills. There's no roundabouts. <laughs> there's no roundabouts here either. Like there's one on campus. There's like, no yeah. there's a there's a roundabout in Highland. Okay. Yes. It's weird. Like I Indiana. hate that one. Hi- I don't it like Highland in general. Indiana <laughs> has so many. We have like double lane, triple lane roundabouts. Like that's just oh. common. Mm. I can't so, imagine like. It's so much more convenient for traffic though, like because you're not out of. It is. Time. It is more efficient. Um. It's just like and so learning to use. Like that, you I guess. guys don't have flashing yellow arrows, which are like a, basically so when you're trying to turn left, it's like a yield. So oh, we have we have that somewhere. There's some places, some places have it, but down here they like in this town they don't have it. And so like learning to drive here was weird for me because like mm. things are a little different. People drive very different. St. Louis drivers can't drive. No, that's you see true. a Missouri they Altima can't. coming your way, you need to get over and let them through like they're <laughs> an emergency vehicle. Um, uh, when um, so Van is from Granite City. She I brought her up to Springfield a few times, and uh, it was actually last weekend I think, or not you know, last week, whatever. She did the Lincoln tour. <laughs> I, I still need to give her a personal Lincoln tour. I've not Lincoln been on the Lincoln tour. tour. I had a friend. Really? You haven't? I have not. Can we do that for bonding? Can we go to the <laughs> we museum? We should. Oh, my God. We should. I've been, there. So I've been there like 15 times. Not to peek the microphone. I've been there like 15 times. <laughs> I know. I'm not going to say I know everything about Lincoln. But Springfield, all Springfield has going for it is, is Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. When you come into the, have you heard about the cloud makers? What? This is just a recap of the. Last it kind of podcast. is. It kind of is. I, maybe I should go listen so to it. So it's um, it's a power plant, City Water, Light and Power (CWLP). Okay. They have their own branded rulers for some reason. I have one. Okay. Um, <laughs> they have these giant smokestacks, and um, you know they have like they white steam coming out of them. them. 
close. They have white steam coming at them, so everyone is like, oh, those are the cloud makers. That's where clouds come from when they're okay. little. So that's just what everybody calls it. The factory, or the power plant itself... It was owned by Abraham Lincoln. No, this is where you were right. does have a, a silhouette of Lincoln on it, I've and it says, this. welcome to... through Springfield. I've never stopped. I, I feel like I... I there's no there's no reason to stop <laughs> unless you want to go rub Lincoln's nose in, in the cemetery. Just give him a little smooch. I've been to that. Yeah, it's the same cemetery my best uh, friend see, is in. Southern. <laughs> this is so morbid. No, but in Southern Indiana, we have the the Lincoln Boyhood Home because like every state claims Lincoln. Oh, yeah. Illinois really yeah. claims Lincoln. Like he was he was but like he born was in born Kentucky. Born in Kentucky, he lived in Indiana when he was a kid, and then he for moved like three to years. Illinois. Yeah. No, he he grew up in Indiana. Did he? Yes, he did. I've been to Lincoln Boyhood Home. No, yeah. So I think like there's just so much like I didn't know coming to this area. And I think that's been the one thing that's really cool is like becoming friends with people that aren't from where you're from. But also at the same time, it's been nice for me because my fiance moved down here and we live together now and he's from Indianapolis as well. So like we have our little bond of mm-hmm. like we're from the same place. So I do know people that like meet somebody that's from the same part of the, uh, the state they are or wherever they're from. And you do have a little bit of a bond with those people, and that is kind of a nice little perk. Like, if you, especially if you're from an area that's like popular to come to SIUE. So, if you're from St. Louis or you're from, you know, Springfield or something like that, even Chicago, like you do get a little bit of a bond with the people from your part of the state or wherever you're from, and I think that's really nice. But when I was in my PLTL, um, one of my, I think my Ken PLTL, a uh, couple semesters ago, I witnessed something that blew my mind as a small town high school graduate. Um, so there were two kids at uh, there were two tables and two kids sitting kind of on the same side and um, one of them was like oh yeah I had this one teacher rattled off his name and this other girl was like wait you had that teacher where where'd you go to high school so they like they talked about their high school they did not know each other they didn't yeah. know that mm-hmm. they went to the same high school but they started talking about this high school together and I'm like you graduated the same year from the same high school and did not know, know each other that's that's how I was like I imagine you probably as well. I'm sorry, what? You probably don't know everyone you went to high school with. I, oh, I do. No, I don't either. And I Way I'm, too many. I don't know who they are. I don't know where they are. I don't know what they're doing. So if somebody from my high school just showed up at SIU, I'd have a literal stroke. I'd be like, there, there are yeah. a few. Of, there One are of my personality traits is I'm like the here. only person here that went to my high school. So you're a freshman and you went to Greenfield Central High School. That's really weird. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. But anyways, back to advice. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so I think that you know, valuing your mental, like a recap here to make things to make sense for you because right. you followed this tangent. You know, meeting people from where you're from, there's a lot of a culture shock. There's mental health going on. There's you know, getting used to your classes, discovering your major, finding friends. It's just a lot. It's overwhelming, for sure. And I think that. I wish that if I could go back and I could talk to myself, I would just be like, it's all gonna work out. Mm-hmm. And I think also. For incoming freshmen this year, I think it's going to be better than yeah. it was for people yeah. like in my year because it's like the school is getting their crap together mm-hmm. and COVID is pretty gone. Um, it's still around. It's still serious. But like, you know, it's we're not having to social distance and wear masks and stuff like that. So the university is, you know, returning to functions. It's not back to the glory pre-COVID, mm-hmm. um, but it's returning more to what it was. And I think that that's going to give everyone a much better experience. It's, yeah. it's a different world after COVID. Like, my COVID experience was entirely contained in high school. Yeah. It, was, mm-hmm. it started my end of my sophomore year. Oh, so yeah, it started my – it was my senior year of high school. And then we had our weird socially distanced outdoor graduation in July. And – uh, everything I was got kind of canceled but you know I feel like I made the best of it it was at the same time that I met my partner so I was a little preoccupied like in a boy um but I gross think- <laughs> <laughs> but then so I uh came into college and I think that was when the weirdness of COVID really affected me yeah and we're only like two years apart yeah. My college experience has been completely exactly. different from yours. I feel like yeah. everything is so different for each year. So we're going to have, like, freshmen who are coming in this year having, like, really not having a lot of issues. But it was their, like, eighth grade freshman year of high school that was affected That's by crazy. COVID. Yeah. And so for me, it was my senior year, and I am a senior now at SIUE. And I – each year of college has been such a wild experience with COVID for me because the first year everything was shut down weird then like you know your freshman year so my sophomore year like half the year was weird yeah and then half like after spring like spring break no more mask and Mm -hmm. stuff like that 
And then my junior year was pretty normal, but we were still, I think, fighting to get back to that normalcy. Like, we were, like, yeah. begging for Auntie Anne's and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we finally got some of that, and I think that the university is just struggling, and I think, to, like, get back to normalcy. And I'm really hoping that this year, my last year, can be a pretty normal year. Yeah. I think we're, we're definitely at least headed that direction. I think we are, too. pretty much there. Like you said, COVID's not gone, and it's never going to be gone, but... As far as I don't pa- think pandemic, gonna... raging pandemic proportions. We're not about yeah. to go into a quarantine at any second yeah. and get kicked off campus anymore, yeah. which is nice. Because my freshman year, that was a big thing. It was like, the other thing was like, when I was a freshman, like, it was like, you had to make the most of it while you were here. Because who knows when you were going to get sent back home. Yeah. And so it was like almost like a pressure and an anxiety around it. And you really felt like you couldn't go out with friends. You felt like you shouldn't. You, and if you did do those things, you were feeling guilty about it. You were mm-hmm. like, oh, I went out to a restaurant and I shouldn't have done that. Um, and I think that now that we're able to, you know, all be together again and go out to restaurants and, you know, do activities and stuff like that, it's so much better. There's so much to do around here, too. There is. There's nothing to do in Springfield. I (laughs) think that it was hard for me because I am coming from a larger place that I was like, there's nothing to do here. But I think I... You know, becoming friends with people that are from here was really helpful to me. Yeah, they they kind of they know the. They're like, oh yeah, let's go do this. Yeah. Um, and obviously being 21 is gonna be nice. You know, going into St. Louis and going to bars and stuff. But I think that's another thing that's so hard. It's like, as a freshman, like, dare, don't do drugs, don't drink alcohol. But also, if you're going to do those things, I'm not your mom, but be safe. Yeah. Be safe. Don't get murdered. Mm -hmm. Don't be, you know, doing stuff. And I never want to be like, oh, it's your responsibility to be safe. Because I wish people wouldn't be out there trying to hurt you. But to be your mom for a moment here, if you're going to parties and stuff... Be with friends, be safe, especially mm-hmm. when you're a freshman. Because I think that there's so many people that are. I remember I was at like an event last year, and this guy he was going around and he was asking, "Are you a freshman?" to all the girls, and ew, I'm like, mm. "Why are you asking that question?" It was almost like he was searching for somebody that he, he could prey on, and I was like, "That's gross." And I went to a thing last year, and there was a freshman, and I was like almost taking care of her, and it wasn't like I even knew her that much. I just like knew she was young. And she was, she didn't know a lot of people there and people were trying to give her drinks and stuff. And I was like, I'm going to kind of watch over yeah. her. And so I think that there's, luckily there are a lot of people out there like me who are like helping, like look over you, but also you can't depend on other people. You got to yeah. be your number one, like taking care of yourself, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So be with, find good friends. Don't yeah. hang out with shady people. <laughs> don't go to shady locations. <laughs> Which, like, I don't want to say this because, like, stuff does happen, but Edwardsville is, like, relatively okay it's pretty with safe. stuff like that. I mean, SIU is one of the safest campuses in the United yeah. States. I feel safe walking alone at night here. Yeah. Like, especially on campus. Like, mm-hmm. campus, I don't – I never feel unsafe here. Mm-hmm. And I have I can really say that, like, I've, being here, I've never once felt like I'm going to be attacked walking alone at night or something here. Yeah. And, like – the worst thing you have to worry about is a deer or a raccoon. No, or a seriously. Goose. Every the time deer. I go on a walk, I'm like constantly looking around because I'm like, I'm gonna be gored by a deer if I'm yeah, not paying that's attention. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I don't walk around scared of people. I walk yeah. around scared I'm gonna get sprayed by a skunk. Or like, driving yeah. and like there's oh. just out of nowhere just a deer. Oh I my, think that happened to me. All the I was time. Ge- I was oh. going to. I have emergency braking in my car. Luckily. <laughs> I was I was going to Deerberg's to because uh, that's where Van worked at the time. I was gonna surprise her with like uh, Starbucks, and Aww, I know and um and. Like, I saw this pack of deer, or herd of, whatever the collective term, noun is. I don't, I don't know what a collective noun is. A flock. <laughs> so they, they, were, they were standing there, and I was like, okay, they're not moving. So I looked up in my rear view window just, you know, because to check. And I looked back, and all of a sudden they were darting across the street. So mm-hmm. I hit the brakes. There was one right in front of my car that I would have hit if I didn't brake. But yeah. because I broke, or braked, bro- braked, whatever, English. Broke? Because, uh, uh, well, <laughs> you know, kidding. Braked. Um, <laughs> There's another deer that hit the side of my car. Mm. So I, was like, there's, really, the there's really, there's really, that was like the first time that it ever happened to me. So I was like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, I'm from an, yeah, I'm from a city. So I'm not from an area with like deer and stuff like oh, that. Oh, I am. I've just been um, lucky. And so the deer here are also built different. They're real social. Yeah. I pet one before. Um, one tried to, I was working the overnight desk when I was working at Prairie and one tried to walk in the building <laughs> and I was like, did you let it? I kind of wanted to let him in. Also, I, I have driven a golf cart into Prairie Hall. That's a fact about me. So I was like, if a golf cart can come in here, then yeah, a deer a could deer probably in. come in here. 
Um, he's a he, but he didn't have a card, so I couldn't let him in for oh. security purposes. Uh, he was he didn't he was not accompanied by a resident. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't so, a guest. You couldn't. He, just, yeah, like, I, he would have to be accompanied by a resident. You have a temporary oh, parking so. pass. At he least. didn't. I I could have given him one if he'd come in, but. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, I think that people really need to be aware because I think the number one people who hit deer on this campus are freshmen, mm-hmm. because Probably. they're not used to it. It's always yeah. over by like. The, what used to be the woodland lot and stuff like that over there. Um, <laughs> that's that's pretty much where mine was. Yeah, and so, because that's where they kind of hang out, and they, like, they're, they're not scared of cars. <laughs> so they are kind of stupid. They will throw yourself in front of your car. They are stupid. Yeah, it's so not just SOE's deer. It's like that yeah. up in Springfield, yeah. too. But that's, <laughs> like, you like if you're from an area that's not like, you, like that, you need to be prepared for that because mm-hmm. that was something that kind of, like, scared me when I first came here. I was like, I'm not used to, like, deer everywhere or mm-hmm. wildlife. Same thing on being on campus. Like, a sk- if you're walking alone at night on campus, a skunk will just jump out at you. Yeah. Uh, the geese are the other. Like, geese will probably mess with you. But yet geese, again. All geese are like that. Y- yeah. It's like <laughs> y- everyone's seen a goose before. Yeah. yeah. There, don't there are, don't a, go near it, especially during nesting season. Don't be approaching the geese. There, no. There's a flock oh of gosh. Sherman geese, and they're exactly like that. My dad, used when he used to run, he would go by our pond, and they would chase him every single time. I'm a strong believer they can smell fear. So if you're yes. like, act, don't be scared. Just walk past the dang goose. I like geese. I think they're one of some of my favorite animals. They're kind of funny. I'm going to get they're a goose silly. tattoo on me after I graduate because Aww. geese have a lot of like, you know, first of all, this is my memory of SIUE, all the geese. Yeah. But second of all, like geese, like my partner hates geese. And so I always think it's <laughs> funny. That was one of our first conversations we had after we matched on Tinder was like that he hates geese. Uh, and I yeah. love geese because like growing up, we've got like a, like a lake in our backyard and it's kind of wooded and they they mate for life so you'll have like a pair of geese that'll just mate in one area and they they love their babies they take care of them and my dad called him Sid and Nancy and so I always really liked those Mm. geese and one year a fox came and ate their eggs and that they cried for hours they're just loving animals they love their babies They, they love each other they can die of sadness if their mate gets hit by a car that is actually really good advice because there's a lot of geese hate yeah, so I've Love actually <laughs> I've heard this spiel because it was at um, student government debate. Oh, it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Geese. I've I heard was, all this. I'm so impressed. Yeah, and I was I was like I was already inspired by like watching you actually in student government standing yeah. up for you know what's right. Um, and then I was like. I didn't know all that about geese. That's really yeah, wholesome. Yeah, I feel like my time in student government was really valuable to me, but I'm I'm excited to like kind of like pass things on and move away from it because I felt like. I really wasn't accomplishing as much as I wanted to accomplish, and I honestly thought I could accomplish more at the Elestal, um, kind of spreading awareness. Uh, but I do definitely want to keep that relationship with SG and try to get them to be more transparent with us. Yeah, I just feel like there's a lot we can do, and I think that it's going to be a great year, and I think we're going to improve, and I think we should definitely get freshmen involved too. I think that's like great. Like You got yeah. involved last year in Bruce and everyone. Um, I think getting freshmen new voices, new opinions, is always good because you don't want to just... I think that's why this year is going to be really good is there's not a lot of people that have been around long. And that can be bad because, you know, we don't have experience. But also at the same time, it's like Frankie is going to be the most senior person of our staff. Yeah. And I mean, she is because Damien's technically Damien's gone now. Gone. And so, yeah. like, whereas, like, I've, I have a long history with journalism. I'm senior and I've really, you know, I feel like I can bring some good, like, skills to the table. I also am not familiar with the organization of the Lestal. And so I think that's actually not a bad thing because we can take it and we can – fix the issues that previous right and that's had. that's what i told the publication board because i was like like i said i think was it before the, the podcast or something like that yeah. that i wanted to wait until fall semester started to really yeah. get these things going but um like i i want especially to have a better relationship with student government and i think yeah. that's already been established because I, so I like when i was um and i think like honestly not to like toot my own like horn but i think that i can definitely help with that i'm sure yeah. i have that old connection yeah. I know those people. Old, like it wasn't like three months ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, I go way back. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that and like when I was, I was mostly just a fly on the wall during those meetings. Yeah. But um, <laughs> during the one where the election was called into question, oh. I was going around like interviewing people. And like as, as a reporter, this was my, my first year being a reporter. I'd never done anything journalism related before college. Um, I was just trying to get both sides and, yeah. you know, just present. Cause I, I feel was like there was a lot of tension though. Yeah. Because it was almost like, I think that we were, imba- I think, not me, I wasn't embarrassed, I don't really care. But I think some of us were embarrassed that it had even happened. Yeah, that was a big thing. I think the whole thing, though, it, it wasn't embarrassing. It was it was evidence that our our governmental baby system was working. Because, I do I think, like, it was a mess? 
Absolutely. But I think it was at least proof that we cared and we were trying to do the right thing for the student yeah. body. And it wasn't embarrassing, and I think people were embarrassed about it because they were like, oh, I can't believe this happened. They were making people re-vote and all this crap. Yeah. I mean, if I if I was on student government, I probably would have been embarrassed, too. I if something see, like I that happened that, at the Illustral, I would. I don't know what I don't the equivalent would be. I think it was embarrassing, but... though. I really think it was just like uh, it happened. And we. Yeah. it would have been worse if we didn't address it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And so because then we would have always felt like this year, I feel like the student body would have not known about it. And I feel like it was important, yet again, that's why the Lessel exists, for the student body to be aware of issues that are happening with our systems here on campus. Yeah. Whether that be administration or student government or uh, department or whatever. My first appearance at the Illustral, I've been interviewed and I've been in a couple of articles, whether that be from student government or the bulletin or um, my, my sophomore year, I went to the Rocky Horror Picture Show Ooh. and Damien interviewed me and Katie, my friend. <laughs> we were sitting in the back. And if you go find that article, it's so why did he quote me like that? I mean, I did <laughs> say it. I did say it. I'm not saying like he quoted me wrong. The quotes out of our conversation that he chose made me look insane. <laughs> I like one of the quotes is something along the lines of there's a lot of hot people here. and I don't feel very hot and I'm a little nervous because there's a lot of hot people here, which is, is true. So I did rude. say that, but I was saying it more jokingly because like everyone was like, you know, it's Rocky Horror. They're all like scantily clad. So I'm yeah. like, oh, hot lady. The, uh, <laughs> the, the problem with this, and this is one thing I really, really despise about AP style <laughs> is you can only use the word said. You can't say joked. You can't say which like, yeah. I, 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 I understand, understand why. not to show bias, but yeah. also like <laughs> it was. It made me think. It made it, it sound like I was dead serious, like yeah. sitting there yeah. deadpan, being like, "There's a lot of hot people here, yeah. and I'm a little nervous because I don't feel very hot." Um, <laughs> and so it's like sometimes, like I feel like with that story, like we have some silly stories out there because yeah. we're just people trying to come up with stories on a campus that is an interesting campus, but sometimes we're kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my my uh, third story when I first started was about the medieval combat club. That, oh my god, I, I'm That's in the Discord cool. for that. They never took me out of it. Um, <laughs> I jokingly said I was going to join, and then I was like, no, I'm not going to do this. But they're cool. It, they, it was cool. They I, practice on Sundays, and I would be driving back from my, sh or not Sundays, Saturdays, I don't know. I'd be driving back from my shift at Prairie back to Hoover Village, and I would see them out there going. I think a lot of them graduated, though, so it would be interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I, I do remember a lot of them being Maybe that should be our advice to freshmen. Restart the Medieval Combat Club. Yes. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of clubs that like kind of died, died with COVID. There are. There yeah. are like um, our uh, political science has really struggled with it. Like we used to have the campus Democrats and the campus Republicans, and I tried to get involved with the campus Dems, and like they don't do anything. I'm on their email list. I did a feature on the Rotaract Club, so it's like the college version of Rotary International. Mm -hmm. It was really I love when I can do a story like that. And same thing with Ben Lauder. He's the director of the Fuller Dome. When people who I'm interviewing actually, like, you can tell that they really, really care about what oh, they're doing. I love it. And Allison Howard was her name. She's the president of Rotaract. I don't know if she still is or if she's graduated or what, but um, I could tell that she really cared about what yeah. the club was there for um, and her putting it back together after after COVID because for a while she had like every position <laughs> in <laughs> in on the um, Rotaract board or whatever because there wasn't anybody. So she kind of rebuilt it from the ground up and I was like that's really inspiring I like that okay let's do a session so we <laughs> can wrap oh, it yeah, up real quick no, no 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 it's fine that. don't apologize you have a lot to work I just with wanna, I just a lot wanna... of content alright to do obsessions okay do you have one or do you want to think I <laughs> think that my obsessions are all over the place all the time that's fine because I am an ADHDer uh, but I think I'm in my bluey era for sure I am high key. Like, if I could plug any show to anyone ever, it would be Bluey. I called my mom and talked to her 40 minutes about the other day. She was a, she works from home, so she's just typing. She's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm like, Mom, it's a show about parenthood. It's not a show about kids. And I... I, I love Bluey, and I think I love it because I love the parents. I love mm. Bingo, and I... Not Bingo. I love Bandit and Chili, and I think they remind me of my parents when I was a kid. I don't even have kids. But, like, I love that show so much. The adult humor in it is so good. Like, I don't even understand how it's a kid's show. I think it's a kid's show purely for, like, it's got flashing colors and it can sell toys. Mm -hmm. But it is such a good show for adults to watch. Um, and it is such a wholesome show. Like, it has so many good lessons that you as an adult can learn. It's so funny. Uh, it's cute. 
and it just makes me happy to watch before bed each night because it calms me down. Bandit reminds me so much of my fiance, and Chili reminds me so much of me. So we tease Aww. our cats. Uh, Stan is Bluey, and June is Bingo because she's our little baby. Aww. And so I love that show because my cats also love it. They'll sit and watch it. Like it's weird. I don't know if it's the colors or I something because the so, cats can see blue and yellow and stuff. Right. Something. That they act, that's on purpose is what uh, my girlfriend told me because her dogs. Her yeah. Her yeah, her youngest brother watches cool. it. Yeah. So it's it's mostly in colors that they can see. It's really awesome because my cats will sit and they'll watch it and uh, like June will get up on the TV stand and just like watch it like inches up, like away. I'm like June, <laughs> you're gonna rot your brain. Yeah. Uh, what you have left of it because you're dumb. But yeah. So I'm also obsessed with my cats as always. But yeah, sorry. My obsession is cats in Bluey. Nice. Mine's Pixar. Pixar. Okay, Disney oh. adult. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just kidding. World? Have you ever been to Disney World? Uh, twice. Twice. Okay. Um, but I like Pixar specifically because of the movie Wall-E. It is the Aww. best movie of all time. Stop shaking your head. My favorite Pixar movie is Up. It's not even Up the best. Up is so good. It's not even the best Pixar movie. What's your favorite Pixar What's your movie, favorite? Hannah? Either Up or Ratatouille. I love Those Ratatouille. Are both cool. Ratatouille. Those are, I, but up, they're both above Wally. So. I love Up. Well, I don't know if it's just because I've always loved space. Like if I well, and, okay. and the the best oh, Finding Nemo. The best My world. My fiance loves Finding Nemo. I would Nemo. be an astronaut. Loves but, Finding Nemo. Wally's like here, and then there's like five others. It's, so. it's amazing like what Luca. they can do with so little dialogue. I haven't seen Luca yet. I get Luca's bored. Good. I get bored watching Wally because they don't even. I talk. I I like the 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 long crawl or slow, uh, whatever it's called. What else? My the brother's story favorite is The Incredibles. Slow burn. Yeah. Weird. The Incredibles is not like one that's your favorite. I love The Incredibles. That's like it's top good, three. But yeah, his favorite's The Incredibles. I, love. I never really understood mm. that. Seth mm-hmm. loves Nemo. My partner loves Nemo. <laughs> he is a uh, he's he likes the the song from the Nemo credits, the Somewhere Beyond the Sea. Uh, like that. He, I I just like that song, but like. He loves that song and it's on his playlist. And we were driving back yesterday, and he was like, oh, "The Nemo song." He calls it the Nemo song, and it's so funny because he's this like five foot eleven, like bulky, hairy, <laughs> freaking electrician, and he loves his Nemo songs. I I love the the intro song to Wally because it's like which one is that? Um, sing it. I <laughs> I don't want to get us copyright struck, and I'm not a good singer. Um, I can play it afterward. Can look it yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> Mine, I started watching Drag Race again, and that's mine. Um, I have gone way out of order. I started with season 15, then I did season 14, then I did season, I think, six? No, yeah. I did seven, and then I did six, and now I'm in eight. So you're watching RuPaul's? Mm-hmm. Okay. I've, yeah. I've never watched RuPaul's. I've heard really great things. It's People really like it. so good. My favorite person is Lucy LaDuca, who <laughs> sung Let Loose by <laughs> Lucy LaDuca. I love that song so much. She's from season 15. She's hilarious. It's the best. It's the best show ever. Everyone should watch it. It's just amazing. And it's art. It really is. It so is. Like, the first few seasons are kind of just, like, they're dresses, but it's not, yeah. like, as artistic as, as like, the becomes, later seasons. Yeah. Like, it becomes really avant-garde. I think drag, drag isn't for everyone, and I think it has never really been my thing. Like, especially, like, but being part of, like, the queer community myself, it's, like, it is such a, like, a huge, like, source of joy for a lot of, like, yeah. queer folks and straight folks to enjoy as well, allies. It yeah. is. I'm, I'm pretty much in the same boat because... It's not my thing. I don't really get it. Not my thing, but I, I can appreciate that it's yeah. art and yeah. that, that people have fun doing thing, it. It's like, I don't like... Like, I don't know, I'm not a fan of, like, some music and stuff, but I can be like, yeah, that's pretty freaking cool. I'm yeah. happy that you like that. Mm-hmm. That's you appreciate that's the impact all I have. that it has. <laughs> there you go. Well, so. I, you've got a lot to edit down. Yeah. Got yeah. A lot. I did last time, too. But well, that was because Chloe kept I remember you, <laughs> you said one time, I think I'll have Chloe on so that this podcast can stay on track. And I'm like, you don't know Chloe yet. Did I say that? You did say that. Because I was- Really? You, I very vividly remember I that. I don't remember saying I, that. I was like- I don't, That doesn't sound like something I'd say. I, it, was, it, was, <laughs> it was earlier on, because it was like me and Bruce were going to come in, and you're okay, like, I think we should Bruce have- Bruce cannot stay on track. <laughs> also, Bruce he doesn't want to be on the podcast anymore. Bruce has a good anymore. voice for podcasting, though. He does. We should have my cats. I'll bring no. them. No. I'm resisting the urge to meow. I bring it into the studio. I just hold her up. Didn't <laughs> our illustrator do that? Yeah. <laughs> Meowed. Yeah. <laughs> <For> like, <laughs> yeah. They, to they, end they, the no. podcast. Do you want to do that to end the podcast? You can meow. Meow. <laughs>